So I'm here. I want to talk about overcoming our weaknesses today. How can we be strong in the Lord? We know that Ephesians 6.10 tells us, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I think it's important for us to remember that there are two spiritual kingdoms in this world. There's the kingdom of God, and then there's also the kingdom of Satan. So when we're born into the kingdom of God, we become a soldier. We become a part of the Lord's army. Some of you remember that song, right? The kids always sing it, I'm in the Lord's army. Um, so we really were born into the kingdom of God and we become a soldier and an enemy of Satan. The other kingdom on this earth and even in the spiritual world is the kingdom of Satan. As a soldier of Christ, do we know do we really know that we can't win our battles by physical or mental or strength on our own? Paul said, we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. We are only an overcomer when we rely on Jesus Christ and the strength that he gives us. We must be strong in the Lord. Jesus illustrated this when he described himself as the true vine. He compares our relationship with him to the branches that get their strength from the vine. He says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. And of course, we have to remember Philippians 4.13 that tells us, without a doubt, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's all through Christ. The joy of the Lord is our strength, You know, when I came into the church, I have to admit, there was a point where I thought that I would become mighty and I would overcome all of my weaknesses and things would just be, there'd be bumps in the road, but for the most part, things would be pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, I figured all of my weaknesses all of my faults, they would all be conquered. They're all forgiven. I am a new creation in Christ. Now, sometimes, actually all the time, while that is the case, there are still struggles and battles that we need to overcome. 
We cannot think that our character will now be so perfectly molded after the image of God that we won't need to work and exercise our spiritual muscles. The truth is, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. There's that need for humility, that need to always have a teachable spirit, to know that, well, God is still working on us. We're not there yet. The Christ-like life is never lived by developing mature character in the same way we can attain book knowledge. It's the bearing of fruit. We cling to the vine. And God tells us that we will be known by our fruit. But we have to learn to yield to Christ, to be sensitive to his leading so that we can bear the fruit of the Spirit. Now, when we're talking about infirmities, Webster's Dictionary defines the word infirmity as a quality of being weak or frail, personal failings. Infirm means weak of mind, will, or body. When infirmity is used in the Bible, it's coming from the Greek anasthenia, and it refers to feebleness of body or mind. This can be disease, sickness, weakness, not having strength or power. It can be moral weakness. In many verses of scripture, though, this refers to a weakness of the body, a sickness or a disease. There are also other verses of scripture where it refers to weaknesses one has in character. So when we're born into the kingdom of God, there's so many things that change for us. So many ways that our perspective changes. Um, I mean, we become a new creation. And the more we walk with God, the more we learn and practice putting our trust in him, the more he works in us and changes us more and more into his image. This doesn't mean that all of our struggles are removed, that they're gone. These weaknesses are the force that drives us closer to Christ. The total forsaking of ourself, a total dependency on Jesus. Think about Paul and the thorn in his flesh, that he begged the Lord to take that thorn from his flesh. But his grace is sufficient. We do not boast in our strengths, but we glory in our weaknesses. Because when we are weak, then he is strong. It's glory to God. His strength made perfect in weakness. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12, Most gladly will I boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. It's all about our perspective. When we look at the experiences that God brings us through, do we see how he uses these 
to change us. There's so many things that can help us bring, help bring us into more of a Christ-like life. But those weaknesses, they will be there until Christ returns for his church. Until we have that original spiritual body, which I remember reading somewhere, and I thought it was so neat. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But I remember reading that perhaps when after we're out of this earth and we're with the Lord for all of eternity, perhaps we won't have this flesh anymore. We'll just be bodies of light. The bodies of light as God created us to be in the beginning. And again, I don't know how true that is or not, but I can just imagine if our form in all of eternity was just a shining light. Okay, so we're learning to overcome. You know, we, we take these experiences, these trials, these tribulations, and we seek and we pray for God to show us how he's using these to make us more like him, to form us more into his image so that he can use us for those purposes and those works that he has. Now, there's going to be times we stumble and fall. We should never just give up, though. We can't just give up and call it quits. I mean, where do you go if not for Jesus? He has the life. He has the truth. He has the way. He is the way. We can't give up because there's nowhere else to go. It's all about Jesus. Yet we cannot become bogged down with discouragement. We need to know that Jesus knows. He understands. Our high priest, he has those infirm, or he had when he was walking in the flesh. He had the struggles, the infirmities, the challenges. So he understands. He knows. He sympathizes with us. In all points, he was tempted as we, yet he was without sin. So what do we do? Hebrews 4 tells us, Come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Boldness. We need boldness. When we're seeking to win these spiritual battles, and there's so many spiritual battles that we face, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We need to let our weaknesses and our trials and the tribulations and all those negative things we need to let them drive us to Jesus because there's no better place to be than in his presence. Go boldly before the Lord 